the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a Every day, it's very, very interesting, and there is a tremendous amount of atrocities being perpetrated by the Manchurian, most obviously corrupted, illegitimate, dimwit in diapers. So we are going to go to him. But I want Squirrel, make a little note there, will you, Squirrel? I'd like you to remind me to discuss how the Dow Jones, headed up really primarily by defense contractors and other corrupt companies, is up over 400 points. And no one is still talking about why. And it isn't just the 700 troops that we're sending to Somalia. It's that NATO is growing, which means the increase of the dollar fraud will continue. So make a little mental note, Squirrel, and you remind me when I get done shredding this dementia patient who's destroying my country because he's paid to. 104 people in two days in this country, all Democrat strongholds, all Democrat municipalities, all. 104 were shot this in two days, two days, all a tragedy. As far as I'm concerned, I played the clips yesterday of our own, our very own disgrace of a city, the sewer of Chicago, once formerly great city, all the children shot. And if you expand it to Skokie and the rest of the suburbs, it's an, it's, it's, it's an atrocity, almost inconceivable, uncomprehensible from three-year-olds to six-year-olds. But yet these specific 10 people receive the attention of the White House. And the reason is very specific. And it's not just to stoke the, the agenda. It's also to run cover. To run cover so that they can launch the FBI over anybody they deem to be a terrorist. Rather than focusing on what this kid is, he is a product of government failure. Fifteen and a half year old, had his life taken away, put under house arrest. He was relegated to God knows what at home. We don't know what his parents were. We do know that he strapped himself into full metal jacket gear and went on to kill himself as if he was playing a video game that he had played for two and a half years. None of that is talked about. What has to fit the agenda is that a president steeped in failure and corruption. You cannot point to an aspect of society that isn't crumbling by our definition or a success by the collectivist definition. Because they are going to utilize another tragedy they caused. The blood on their hands of that shooting is their blood. They're technocrats. They're people who put kids like this under house arrest and forever changed their lives. And gave them that sense, all of the reason that suicides, all of the reasons that this kind of atrocity are on the skyrocket, is because the government has failed its citizens. But now they get to use that failure. And that failure will be used to label anybody who speaks against the government in the year 2022. 
a country based on free speech. Now, if you speak against the atrocity of this illegitimate political whore for half a century, destroying the continuity of our country, you will be labeled a terrorist, and they will use this tragedy to do so. So that's what this speech is about, as the dimwits stammered through it. Jill and I bring you this message from deep in our nation's soul. You're not in, first of all, you don't mind if I interrupt this piece of dung, do you? No, you don't. You're not the nation's soul, you disgrace-bribed whore. You and your dimwit wife are not representative of this nation's soul. The irony of you stoking this as if you're a monument for race relations, you're one of only three presidents to eulogize a well-known clan cyclops or whatever the hell this inbred bastard Robert Byrd was. As you eulogize this piece of garbage, a Klansman. As also noted, Robert C. Byrd was a parliamentary library, a keeper of the institution of the Senate, and he was the institution itself. But to me, and many people here today, like guys I see, Bill Bradley and Jim Sasser, who long left the Senate for greener pastures, and I hope better remuneration. We used to kid about that too, but I, uh, for a lot of us, he was a friend, and he was a mentor, and he was a guide. Only in Washington could a Klansman be talked about like that. Just the other day, what was it, Squirrel Friday? I tried to kick the hell out of that biker outside. Why? Because he was a piece of scum biker with all his tattoos. You don't associate with scum. You kick their face in. And the saddest thing about Robert Byrd dying is that I didn't get a chance to do it to that Klansman piece of rat. But these Democrats eulogized him. He, by the way, was preceded by Bill Clinton, who said he was a Klansman because he needed votes. And the most, hip- <laughs> the, the most prime example of Democrat hypocrisy, Barack Obama eulogized this piece of garbage. The Democrats have no soul. So for you and your mistress wife to come on and tell me you're the soul of the nation, you're just two political whores. One's dumb and one's ugly. You pick who's who. America, evil will not win, I promise you. Hate will not prevail. And white supremacy will not have the last word. For the evil- This 18-year-old is going to be used to indict strangers. He'll be used as a Trojan horse to indict anybody that points out exactly what this guy is illegitimate, a usurper, and above all, paid and owned by China, by Ukraine, by foreign adversaries, foreign and domestic. So as they use this, be aware of exactly what's going on. He doesn't give a rip about those 10 people any more than he gives a rip about the kids killed in Skokie or the chaos insurrection from the, uh, from the park Saturday night that caused a curfew in a major city in this country built on freedom did come to Buffalo has come to all too many places manifesting gunmen who massacred innocent people do you know what a manifesto is you stupid son of a squirrel do you know what a manifesto is manifesto is a document that has in its content a form or a change in government some way to rectify some way to control something it has a point to it it isn't the ramblings of an 18-year-old manic depressant who has been locked in his basement for two and a half years because the government did it. 
That's not what this is. So when they say manifesto, they're giving it a certain credibility it doesn't have. By the way, this kid also hated Fox News. So as much as they're trying to attach him to the Republican Party, they can't. But what they can do is practice their form of racism. Because this caucasoid, who should be aborted, who is a piece of scum, unfortunately, the causes of that are the government, will be used against everybody who speaks against the Marxist mafia, destroying our country. The corruption we have come to think is normal. Where this political whore can get up in his tax-free utopia of political bribery, who's amassed hundreds of millions of dollars and sits there in a $3,500 suit, never earned a dollar in his life, is going to lecture you about how great things are going to be as he uses the government as a Gestapo wing to protect his mafia. In the name of hateful and perverse ideology rooted in fear and racism. That kind of sounds like your ideology. It sounds exactly like your ideology. Rooted in fear. For the last two and a half years, you've been using fear. You're afraid of the flu, which looks to be invested and created by a multitude of governments. You're afraid of global warming. You're afraid of your own fracking shadow. As long as you can use that as an excuse to promote government superiority. You're a government supremacist. And that's the one thing in this country that cannot live. Government supremacy. And as far as racism, you're the only president in my memory that has come out and said you are going to appoint somebody to the Supreme Court based on their race and genitalia. In fact, every cabinet member, every bureaucracy is there for some proclivity, certainly not some expertise, as you wallow in the failure of the Fourth Reich. His entire agenda is built on hatred and force and intimidation and racism. Ironically, he pretends to be a friend to the people who call themselves minorities. They've been helping you for 70 years. How's it look in your neighborhoods? It's taken so much. Ten lives cut short in a grocery store. Three other wounded, three or three other wounded by a hate-filled individual. Oh, shut up. You moron. How many people died because of your forced experimentation vaccine? How many? You want to just cover that up? Well, you're good at covering things up. You've been getting bribed for half a century, you piece of dirt. You're covering all of it up. Can't help but notice, though, all of the countries that bribed you, they're really winning. And they're winning big. They're winning big. And that's kind of what your your platform really is, is it not? As you are the only president in my memory, aside from Barack Obama, ironically enough, to eulogize Robert Byrd, the Klansman. This is about using government bureaucracies against people that point this out. This is who this is. And by the way, he's in the middle of right now taking our country and subjugating it to the World Health Organization because the treaty, that's back on and that's around the corner. You remember the treaty. Dear colleagues and friends, as you know, There have been several reviews of the global response to the pandemic with many recommendations for strengthening global health security. They all recognize the need for better systems. And by the way, this guy who sounds like he works at a convenience store, he's not a doctor. He's a veterinarian. And this is soon to be the most powerful person on the planet. He is the head of the World Health Organization. Tools, better financing, including for global public goods such as vaccines better global governance and a stronger empowered and sustainably financed WHO. 
To connect and underpin these ideas, I believe the time is right for an international treaty or other legally binding instrument to provide the framework for a more coherent and coordinated response to future epidemics. Riddled in corruption. Riddled in historic corruption. Now, thank you, come again, is going to be in charge of this country. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. Hi, I'm Dave Nissen, CEO of PKF Mueller. The current COVID pandemic has been a challenge for all of us, and many businesses struggled and experienced financial distress. Businesses are focused on recovering now, and fortunately, several government programs are available to ease this process. One such program is the Employee Retention Credit, or ERC, an incentive program designed to bolster businesses that were able to retain their employees during the COVID pandemic. Companies may be eligible for up to 26000 per employee if they qualify. And they may be eligible even if they previously participated in the Payroll Protection Program, or PPP. Most importantly, this is not a loan. No repayment is required. Billions of dollars are still available, yet many companies are underutilizing this credit due to IRS changes on eligibility. Our dedicated ERC team can help to discover if your business is eligible, determine the amount, and assist with the filing of the credit. Contact me directly to learn more at 630-524-5274 or online at pkfmuller.com. It's that time of year again. Time to get out and play some golf. You're invited cordially to join us for the annual AM560 golf outing on Monday, June 27th at Mistwood Golf Club in Romeoville. They have wonderful rain wear and golf wear as well. This year, uh, we're playing to benefit Lydia Home. It's a wonderful organization in Chicago. They're not promoting murder of children. In fact, what they're promoting is services for children and families through a variety of different events, fostering, adopting, counseling. We've got morning tea times and afternoon shotgun starts. I'm playing in the morning because, you know, the afternoon show. I think the show is going to be done actually from the course. Uh, If you want to compete against me, come on in. I dare you. Uh, To golf in the afternoon, you're going to join us and you get dinner. All golfers will enjoy lunch. We have prizes for the best foursome, longest drive, closest to the pin. Here's the deal. If you're a business owner, make the best marketing decision you can for a business, and that's to purchase a foursome. We give you 25 one-minute commercials to air right here on AM560 to promote your business. So right now, you go to 560theanswer.com slash golf, and I want to thank our already sponsors, Joe Cotton Ford, Remke's Garage, North Shore Dental Group, Mars Medical, Rick Yale, Signature Bank, Hospitality Mints, McGrath and Sheehan Attorneys at Law. When I get back, I will take the rest of your calls. 312-462-5600. AM560, the answer. Here I go again on my own. So here's the thing. There's a reason I mentioned WHO after pointing out the distraction play, why Joe Biden runs cover to now weaponize the different government agencies as they will attack anybody who speaks out against the corruption in the Biden regime that is illegitimate in the very best sense of the word. The reason is, the reason that both entities of the duopoly, the Republicans and the Democrats, needed to get Trump out of there is that Trump didn't want to participate in the World Health Organization, if you remember. He was quite clear. The uh, WHO, that's the World Health Organization, 
receives vast amounts of money from the United States, and uh, we pay for a majority, the biggest portion of their money. And they uh, actually criticized and disagreed with my travel ban at the time I did it. And they Which was the exact right thing to do. It's finance tyranny from a bunch of corrupt foreign bureaucrats that, ironically enough, are led by a veterinarian, the World Health Organization. I mean, I guess that's better than Mayorkas, who's nothing. I guess it's better than uh, Bakara, who's a lawyer. I guess it's better than what we normally have when we have the Democrat mafia in. But what it is, is an example of corrupt government failure. And the idea that this agency stands at the precipice of controlling American policy, because there's a lot that goes on with this World Health Organization. For instance, the vaccines, your movement, they will be able to monitor all of this. This used to be called a conspiracy theory, right? Wasn't this a conspiracy theory, the New World Order and all the rest of it? It destroys the sovereignty of our nation. And isn't that why foreign countries would bribe this 80-year-old dimwit? I mean, doesn't it make sense when you listen to him now exactly what he's there for? He's really exactly what Musk said he was. Man, it's hard to tell what Biden's doing, if you're totally frank. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel, I feel like it's the, weekend the, at Bernie's. The, 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 the real president is whoever controls the teleprompter, you know? It's like, it's like the, the, the path to power is the path to the teleprompter. You know, like what? Because what, that then he just reads the teleprompter. So, you know, I, I do feel like, like if, if somebody would accidentally lead on the, lean on the teleprompter, it's going to be like Anchorman. It's going to be like QQQ ASDF one two three, you know, type of thing. Um. I mean, <laughs> but yet the World Health Organization is going to reap great rewards, as the Ukrainians that bribed him, as China that bribed him, and more importantly, as Wall Street that needed him out, needed Trump out as well, and needed Biden in place. You think this is about NATO? You think it's about stability in the dollar? As these countries go forward, both the World Health Organization, NATO, and the UN, all these bureaucracies are there for one reason and one reason only, to protect the Ponzi scheme of the American dollar. That's why the market's up today, squirrel hands. Thought I forgot about it, didn't it? That's why the market is up. 312-642-5600. Ben in Wisconsin. Hey, how you doing there, buddy? I love your show and love you guys. Listen to this one, Sean. I got to tell you this, okay? Mm-hmm. It took 2,000 mules to collect a jackass. <laughs> oh, I like that. Very good, Ben. Very good. Way to tie things together. They're the, he, he is the jackass, but we're the ones being made an ass out of. An absolute ass out of. And there was a congressman in Louisiana who wanted to point this out. I found this clip to be... Arguably the most important of the day. And there's a lot of important ones today. Can I ask, Mr. Chairman, you're from New York. Thanks to New York City's council, uh, beginning January 9th, 2023, more than 800,000 non-citizens will be eligible to vote in municipal elections in New York. Is that, do you agree with that policy? No, nor, uh, eligi- non-citizens will not be eligible to, to vote in New York. Wrong again, Fetzel. They never have been. Well, they, they were prior, in the 19th century eligible to vote in New York. Well, no, this is and a recent action. It was just no, passed in December. No, that, that, that is not correct. Uh, non-citizens uh, 
have not been eligible to vote in New York or, for, as far as I know, in any other state uh, since the 19th century. That's not true. The New York City Council voted in December to allow this. It begins January 9, 2023. Cities in Vermont and Maryland already allow this, and similar measures are under consideration in Illinois, Maine, and, and uh, Massachusetts right now. If the gentleman will yield? Yes. Uh, I believe those are um, considerations of allowing votes in municipal elections only. Right, but... Do you understand what's going on here? That's why this is a cover. My orcas in Title 42, the drugs, none of it matters. This is about protecting the mafia. And they need it because we now know exactly how they utilized their foot soldiers in a scam to usurp and steal the most powerful office on the planet. For now, until they turn it over to the World Health Organization and other oligarchs around the world. 312 642 5600 AM560 The answer It's true it's exactly what happened You know did you happen to see squirrel hands Did you see Fauci This is why you never believe the damn government anybody that works for it First of all what have they ever done that's successful Anything any program they have that isn't completely bankrupt another black hole of pay-to-play schemes and patronage. That's what they do. They don't do anything. And then when you catch them, everything's a conspiracy theory. Everything's a lie. Here's Fauci. I don't know if you heard him today. I don't like mandating things. I don't like punishing people for not doing something. This is the same piece of garbage that mandated everything from masks to injections of the experiment with no disclosure. Up infectious disease expert Dr. Anthony Fauci says it's time to start considering a vaccine mandate for domestic air travel. If you're making a requirement for vaccination for people to get on planes who are coming into the country, that's understandable. You don't want to bring more cases into the country. Oh, so what does he support, Title 42? They lie right to your face. In the meantime, they make millions doing it. Harry, hang on. Rob, Milwaukee. Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, I just wanted to know where you get all your information from so I can use that. I love burning Democrats up. All you have to do, brother, is scour anything. I mean, I scour everything from off the press, even the Drudge Report, Zero Hedge, Wall Street Journal. The nice thing about the Internet, you know, the one that Al Gore created, is um, that (laughs) it has access to everything almost momentarily. And then what you do is you go on Rumble or you go on, you know, as much as I hate it, YouTube, and you subscribe to every news outlet. And you get inundated. You get used to it, though, after about three or four months. And then you just happen to pick up everything. Don't watch any sports games and don't drink. That's the best advice I have for you, Rob. That's what I do. <laughs> Makes you a little edgy, however. Harry, the Dan Ryan. All right, Sean. Speaking of pay-to-play, uh, what's the deal with the uh, Bally's Casino? Uh, over under a decade, if it even gets completed, and we're uh, throwing dice at the craps table. Harry, here's the thing. If you read the, the plan, right, they make it grandiose. It's going to be magnificent. It's going to be on the river. It's $1.7 billion. And then you go about uh, seven, eight paragraphs down, and you see that they're going to open up a test one quickly. They're going to open one up. It's going to be a ramshackle area right on that spot, and they're going to see how much welfare money they can get from it because that's the only people that are going to be go- going to it, Harry. I know I'm not going to the city. Are you going to go to the city to give them more of your money? We can't even get the... We can't even get the video gaming terminals, you know, in restaurants and bars, you know. And now we're talking a, a world-class casino. I mean, Elon Musk was here with, uh, you know, the Ron father. They wanted to do that direct tunnel to O'Hare, you know. 
state of the art. What happened to that? You know, it's just these Harry, ideas get floated around. Let's see if it happens. Did you just call Pritzker the round father? <laughs> yes, you did, didn't you, Harry? Best call no, of the no, day. No, no, Rahm Emanuel. Rahm Emanuel. Oh, the, Rahm Emanuel. Oh, Rahm father. I thought you called Pritzker the round father. If you don't mind, I'm going to elaborate on that, and I'm going to call him the round father. We got a deal? You still you can the have that one. <laughs> still the best call. You almost got a shirt. I'm going to keep that one for myself. Uh, Mickey, Michigan City, Indiana. Comrade. Yes. Hey, love the I guess, show. I guess that's how we better start doing it. Yes, comrade, yes. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So anyway, I read that Cook County is sending out lifetime mail-in voting uh, ballot applications. I have no proof of that. I read it I have today. proof, Mickey, and we talked about okay. it. Uh, you know, I know you can't listen every minute. We talked about it about a week ago, right, right Squirrel? Was it a week or 10 days ago? A friend of mine's mother died in 2009. He never sold a residence. It's in Oak Park. And uh, she gets it every year, and he sends me a picture of it every year. She has. Uh, she lived her life as an ex-Soviet, hardcore conservative. However, since she's died, she's become a cornerstone of the Democrat mafia. Thank you, Mickey. I so appreciate it. And that also explains, didn't mean to cut you off, I wanted to play more of the Johnson clip. This is Congressman Johnson talking to that fat pig, Jerry Nadler, who was so fat and had such low willpower that he had to have that fat bastard surgery. You know, the one that Chris Christie had? Apparently, he just put A1 sauce and ate the band. Jerry Nadler had the band tied around his stomach and still looks disgusting, like the uh, penguin cobble pot. But thank you. That's the point. Everybody wants to know at home, why would they allow this? Guys, they're allowing it because they're going to turn them into voters. They already are doing this in New York City, largest city in America, and this is the plan of our friends on this side to turn all the illegals into voters. That's it, folks. That's what's going on. That's the game. That's why the border's open. That's why they've dropped it. Look, I I respect Ms. Lofgren and all her work in this arena. Yes, I'll I'll yield, Mr. Chairman. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. As a New Yorker, I would love to think that New York is the entire country, but it is not. (laughs) It is not, and consideration is being given to uh, uh, permitting uh, non-citizens to vote in New York, and I believe in in, uh, the capital city of Vermont. This guy's the most powerful congressman. Uh, But as as... Much as I'd like to believe it, New York and Vermont are not the entire country. But, Mr. Chairman, that's the whole point. This is what's going on, folks, at home. If you're trying to figure this out, if you're scratching your heads, you're seeing the video, you see droves of people, 2.4 million people coming over the border illegally, the president allowing, the Democrats in charge of Congress are allowing it, the deal is they're going to turn them into voters. You just heard it. They don't have any problem with that. They celebrate it. Here's the deal. We have a problem with it. The Constitution has a problem with it. American elections should be decided by American citizens. Radical. Radical. But that undermines the mafia. See, because here's what the mafia needs. The mafia needs dependence. See, this is the thing about being a Democrat. You're either one of the oligarchs and you're in on the scam, or you think you are, or you're too stupid to see it. I mean, that's why I point out the hypocrisy of a man whose tight friend called a mentor in the Senate was a fracking Klansman. And instead of kicking his teeth in on a daily basis... He eulogizes and praised, eulogizes him in death and praised and befriended him in life. And today, he has the audacity to what? Pretend to represent minorities in this country? It's, it's stupid. How stupid do you have to be to be a Democrat? You can't see what's going on with the vote. You don't see what they're trying to do is give some sort of validity, some sort of legitimacy to illegal votes. Aside from that, do you not want to stop the drugs? 
Do you not care about the 100,000 kids killed by different forms of either fentanyl or meth? Are you unaware of the news so much so as yesterday? According to charges filed today over the last several days, uh, agents with the agencies that are behind me and that are associated with this investigation have dismantled another elaborate cross-border tunnel. And attorneys from my office are working closely on the prosecution of individuals associated with cocaine, methamphetamine, and heroin seized in connection with this investigation. Today, we have charged six people with conspiracy to distribute more than 1,750 pounds of cocaine that was smuggled into the United States. The tunnel stretches from Tijuana, Mexico, to this warehouse in Otay Mesa, about you 300 it? feet north of the border, just east of the... O- Why don't we hire these guys? Let's hire the Sinaloas to build a damn fence. They obviously, if they can dig a tunnel, they can build a fence. It's outrageous. That's not the objective. The objective is to weaken this country and undermine it because you have a saboteur, a traitor that has stolen the office of the presidency. And there's a reason that they have to keep that flow of scandal and drugs and mayhem going. They profit from it. We recognize that with the end of Title 42, there very well may be an increased surge in migration, and we have to equip them with the resources and capabilities to address that increase as well. This is a prosecutor, a former prosecutor. This is a scumbag. And he's as rare as a spot at all. Ow. He's not only a bald Cuban, he's a Cuban that sides with the mafia, the same one that destroyed the once great island, once great country of Cuba. Let's hear a little more from this idiot. It is very important to note that while, of course, we are preparing for the end of Title 42, based on the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's decision, that it will end on May 23rd. That- Got 175 days to the midterms. That's what this is about frauding and stealing more offices that they didn't win by the american people 312-642-5600 i'll be back am 560 the answer wow this is right from my heyday used to walk in the tavern with my bono leather jacket on either got punched or threw a punch i can't remember how long i don't even remember if i got to order a drink when i was a kid all right, let's go to the lines. Richard in Niles. Uh, yes, uh, the reason I'm calling is I want to get the right, I want to vote in this primary election, and I want to do it right. And so far for governor, I've got either Rabine or Bailey. I know you like Rabine, and I understand Rabine's a good businessman. Yep. And, and then for the, uh, uh, for the, uh, oh, damn it. Secretary for the U.S. State. Senate, for the U.S. Senate, I got a whole bunch of names in here. The only one that I know is Salvi, or uh, who else is there? I may, I know Matt Dubiel is running against. Uh, oh yeah, Dubiel is that he's running for the Senate? Yeah, I know him as a as a as a friend of mine, and you know I haven't talked to him in a, in a while. I communicate with him, and I like him. I think he'd be oh. a great senator. He's a great okay. Kid. Uh, he's a family guy, and he's got all Good. the right points of views. Which means here's the problem. Richard, um, you're yes. in Illinois, brother, and yeah, I know, there's I not enough of there's not enough good people anymore. It's that simple. There's yeah. not enough good people. There's too many roach Democrats that like the corruption, that have their bread buttered by the corruption, and are in on the scam. 
These Democrat sewers cannot get enough failure and corruption. They like it. They profit from it. And then they complain about it. In the meantime, they're the reason it's there. So, Richard in Niles, you know, vote Republican. Try to pick a good one. There's too many bad ones to choose from. And, you know, if you were my father, I would uh, kidnap you and move you <laughs> to a great state. Thank you very well, much. Wait, Richard. wait, let me, yeah. uh, Dubio was for the Senate. Yep. And let me ask one, let me ask one more just before you sure. go. Sure, For the attorney, uh, no, no, state's attorney. Do you have anybody? State's attorney. I do, I do. Who was the guy? There's Didn't we interview in the... somebody, Honey Bunny? Why do I think we did? You know what? Let me get back to you, Richard. Listen tomorrow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, or, or later today. I'll mention that. That's a good, that's a good pick. Okay. Uh, but I don't want to give you a name off the top of my head. We're gonna research it because I'm only gonna endorse good people. Thank you very okay. much. Bad Thank ones you. I won't even let on here, like Dick Irvin, scumbag that he is. Justin New Lennox. Hey Sean, how's it going? Good buddy. Good. I actually just watched the documentary about gaming Wall Street, yeah. and it directly ties to Ken Griffin. Oh, yeah. He, oh, he, yeah, he contacted Robin Hood, had him uh-huh. shut it down so you couldn't buy anything, and yeah. all you could do is sell. And everyone's afraid of him because it. of his sea of gold that the Illinois Republicans are after. And, you know, that's why I play the WTTW stories that point out that why he's been... He's, he owns Richard Irving because of Aurora, because of the towers, because there's a way to front-run hedge fund orders, and you print money. And that's why he did it. In fact, for you, Justin, because we got a bad connection, whatever that was was driving me nuts, uh, let's play this. WTTW News has found that Aurora Mayor and Republican gubernatorial candidate Richard Irving's ex-wife was hired oh. by a company that's part of a project Irving. getting up to $15 million in Aurora City incentives. The project involves several politically connected companies and individuals. It's just the latest in a series of WTTW news stories showing companies getting city incentives and contracts and donating big to funds tied to Irvin and his former law partner. Irvin is backed by the state's wealthiest resident, Ken Griffin. WTTW news reporter Nick Blumberg and I have been covering this story, and Nick joins us now. And, Nick, before I throw it over to you, let's set this up for viewers a little bit. He does the best story, really. WTTW, they have an expose, talks about the towers and the front-running the orders and all the shenanigans. And uh, got a lot of money behind him and a lot of scumbag Republicans in on the scam. Drew Naperville. Hey, Sean. Um, I'm feeling your zen today, my friend. (laughs) Thank you. I didn't know I had any, but thank you. Um, I, I, I would love to see someone like Jim Jordan or someone stand up in the floor of the Senate and the, and the house of representatives and level treason charges against whoever it is that is proposing that non-citizens be allowed to vote in any state. I couldn't agree with you more. And then I want all of our representatives who are not traitors to the principles, to the Constitution, to say you cannot destroy our sovereignty by turning us under the umbrella of the World Health Organization. The idea that this is even considered and and, and the fear factor that it is happening and we are going to lose American sovereignty to the most corrupt foreign oligarchs in the world of the World Health Organization is is enough to destroy. I mean, you have to impeach every politician that supports this. Constitutionally, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Senate has to approve whatever that treaty is. 
Yeah, and all you they're need are 50 news. dummies. That's their, that's their job. Right. All you all you need are 50 dummies and, and our vice president that likes to lick railings, and, and, and it's over with, kid. I appreciate it. I ran against the clock. I went long. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. So the opposition to the... Democrat mafia, unfortunately, is a Republican one. The leaders show you this year after year, decade after decade. In Illinois and such strongholds as Illinois, New York, New Jersey, and the rest of it, they like to be in second place. There's a lot of money in second place. A lot of good people keep turning to you, and you continue to get cut in on the scams. That's why in Illinois... The Republican Mafia is in control of video gaming and pot dispensaries and the rest of it. This isn't uh, uncommon, although Illinois does it the best. It also happens out west. Oh, but it does. Everybody remember Harry Reid? What a real piece of Mafia member brilliance he was, along with his sons. There are good people that are trying to change that, though. However, it's not a good party. So that's why I bring individuals on. Individuals like Joey Gilbert, who is running for governor of Nevada. I wanted to bring him on because... I was introduced to him by a friend of a friend, and as I learned about him, I said, this is my kind of guy. So, Joey, thank you very much for joining me. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Sean? Thanks for having me on. It's nice to see you do this because, after all, you're not only a father and an entrepreneur. You're somebody who didn't need this. You're a trial attorney. You've been successful. But you see the scam that's going on, and you're going to try to put a fight up against it. And I wanted to know, are you being helped by your state GOP? (laughs) Absolutely not. Why? Why do you think this is, Joey? I mean, I know you know the answer, but I want you to articulate to our people who feel hopeless here in Illinois that this is really kind of the way it runs in these mobbed-up states. Well, I mean, Sean, it's it's really pretty simple. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they don't want uh, to lose power. Um, This is not about, um, you know, the people. It's about, you know, the elites and, you know, those that, you know, have had our elections and had our states under control for years, maintaining their power. So they don't want anybody throwing out their balance of power. And I happen to be someone who not only is, is doing that, but I've been successful because back in May 2020, I started fighting back against our corrupt governor and, our, and his mandates and shutting our schools and everything else. And I, I filed a lawsuit, beat him at the churches, you know, got all the churches open, and then sued him for access to hydroxychloroquine. And so right then and there, I kind of, you know, cemented myself as someone that was going to go against the status quo. And they're, they're, they're terrified of me, to be honest with you. You know, at the end of the day, they know that if someone like me gets in, all their games, all the these things that they play with people are over. And, and some, you know, I'm going to do what's best for the people. Someone like you is the important part, because what you are is actually an officer of the court. You're a lawyer who understands the principles of American law to be the shield of the free man versus the spear of the corrupt organized mafia calling themselves political parties. And this is something I wanted to explore with you. You had an experience early on with hydroxychloroquine. Can you uh, tell the audience what that was? So it's very simple. You know, I mean, I, I mean this isn't brain, you know, rocket science. You know, I, I did it very simple. 
when I heard about this, you know, COVID coming, you know, Wuhan flu, whatever you want to call it, um, I was very simple. I typed into Google at the time, and now, of course, you can't find this. I looked at where China was on a map. I looked at where South Korea is. I said, these guys can't distance from each other. They can't do anything like that. So I typed in uh, COVID-19 treatment, South Korea. And the very first thing that popped up at the time, of course, you can't find it now, popped up was hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, doxycycline, and, and zinc sulfate. So I quickly called my father. Again, my father did his residency at Press St. Luke. He worked at Cook County Hospital. I'm originally from Chicago, born and born, born there and lived there until, you know, uh, early junior high. But at any rate, my father, you know, um, you know, military doctor, deployed three times as a combat trauma surgeon. I called him up. I said, hey, Pop, listen, we need to get this hydroxychloroquine. Uh, this, this thing's coming from China, and we just want to have it. And you know, my dad first, he says, you know, son, that's a serious medication. I said, you know, BS. I'm looking right now on the CDC webpage. It says, it says safe for women and children uh, and for up to five years and safe for pregnant women. And I said, that's not even on a bottle of Tylenol, Dad. And he said, um, he goes, well, you know, let me check it out. The next day he calls me back and he says, hey, you know what? That is, that is a safe medication. And I think I took it and I completed the sentence for him. I said, when you deployed to Africa. And he took it when he deployed to Africa. And so the bottom line with that, my father said, you know, okay. So he didn't get it then and there. He just waited, and um, then he got COVID. So my, my father caught COVID. He's a frontline doctor working with, you know, uh, state, you know, does all the, the rural county uh, police, police departments and fire. So he catches it, and I say, Dad, get the, get the hydroxychloroquine. First, he kind of, you know, hesitates. But then, you know, his fever, 103.9. Never seen this guy sick a day in my life where he actually showed himself sick. And so he picked it up, and he took it about 8 o'clock. By 9 o'clock, his fever had gone from 103.9 to 98. His chest opened up, he said. His headache he had since Friday was gone. This was on a, on a, on a Tuesday night. And within about, you know, four or five hours, he said he felt completely normal. My mother, little Italian mom of mine, you know, not in the, in the best of health, you know, and asthma, she her, took her about six hours. She had the same, you know, symptoms he had. And so she takes it about six hours later. She's feeling completely, you know, better. And then it went on to... A, a group of doctors called the Nevada Osteopathic Medical Association hired me. I represented 300 doctors. We sued our governor for access to hydroxychloroquine. And from that day forward, none of these doctors' patients that they treated early, early treatment is the key, uh, were, were hospitalized or let alone, you know, died, you know, thank God. But, you know, I just saw some stuff that really blew my mind. And then, you know, I don't know if, if you know, our friend told you everything else I've done, but I went on to end up start working with America's Frontline Doctors as their director of strategy. And, you know, filing lawsuits on behalf of our military, healthcare workers, law enforcement, you know, and regular folks, you know, university students, you know, nationwide. And last about a month ago, I was made chairman of the board. So early treatment is the, is the, is the key. And they hid this from the people to, you know, to maintain their control and their power and to scare the absolute daylights out of people and, and you know, get them to do what they want them to do. And as a lawyer, as, a, as, as somebody who's been around the greatest example of organized political mafia illinois one can only look at this evidence and the same thing with ivermectin one can only look at the concerted effort perpetrated by government to keep the people from other options and turning to the one the pimp pfizer and big pharma as absolute and total government corruption there's no other way i never saw in my entire life 54 years an effort by government to say to people, no, don't try anything that can help you. Only go to this, even though at the same time, 
the masks and the vaccines and all the rest of it were failing miserably. That could only lead to to complete corruption. Yeah, it's corruption like we've never seen. We've never seen before in the history of this country, the history of this world, where doctors' hands were tied, where people were told, you know, you showed up to the hospital with bilateral pneumonia and COVID, and you were sent home to get sicker. Come back when you're sicker, when we can't help you. Um, there were there are doctors like Dr. Naputi from Missouri who was, you know, advertising how they were curing people or not curing, but helping people, you know, uh, you know, get through COVID much faster with vitamin D, vitamin D3 and zinc and vitamin C. And he actually got targeted by the FDA. So you've never seen something like that before. And it was absolute corruption. But it goes a step further, Sean. It wasn't just the fact that they didn't want people to get be- better. I mean, there's that. They had to keep the narrative alive. So they had they needed the death as sick as it sounds. They needed the death. They needed people to be, you know, to terrorize people, to lock loved ones away, have people see them die, you know, painful, you know, slowly suffocating. So that was part of it. But you can't have an emergency use authorization for a a vaccine that's gone through no trials if you have a medication. If there's any other medication that's available or that works, you can't have your emergency use authorization for your vaccine. So to talk about corruption, this is a sick twisted corruption where they got rid of the medications that they knew worked. There was an article, Virology Today, 2005, Anthony Fauci, where he called hydroxychloroquine a potent inhibitor of the SARS coronavirus infection and spread. He went on to call it a wonder drug and said it was like a vaccine. And then fast forward 2020, you know, now we we got Anthony Fauci's emails. He got emails from some of his cohorts and colleagues that said, hey, you know, Mr. Dr. Fauci in China, in Japan, in South Korea, it's actually working. Hydroxychloroquine is working well. He never let it out, and they just kept it hidden because they couldn't keep pushing this vaccine and these trillions of dollars they're going to make from it, and again, what they did in spending if they had a medication that worked. And, you know, the other side of that coin is that hospitals and certain entities were paid considerable sums of money to perpetrate this crime. Oh, yeah. Yep, right? not, the not AMA was in on it. Yeah. Yep, 100%. They were in on that. And they were also in on remdesivir. If you look at remdesivir, they had to stop the trials because 50% of the, of the patients that were on the trials in Africa for the Ebola studies died. And so they've got still to this day, as we sit here today, as you and I are on the phone call right now, in these hospitals in Illinois, in Nevada, their still go-to drug that they're using right now is remdesivir, which I call remdesivir, because it, it destroys your liver. You know, it actually causes pulmonary edema, fluid in the lungs. And so, again, as we sit here today, they're still not treating people right. They're still not giving them the most effective medication to beat this thing. And it's absolutely disgusting. I hope someday that some of these guys are perp-walked out of these hospitals, doctors included, along with hospital CEOs. And I hope they go to trial, and I hope they get put in jail. Joey, I uh, had, the, had, the, had the foresight to kind of start – I was involved in, in real estate in Florida while this was going on. And as the shutdown wow. happened, I watched it. I said, that's it. I'm out. I became a resident of Florida because the benefit of having a governor that fights for the people, it is a different world. As I was watching my friends and relatives in Illinois be uh, placed under house arrest and be, have their businesses seized from them in a way that I always thought was unconstitutional, I never thought that the government had the power to do what it did during the reaction to the uh, pandemic. Um, to watch what happened in Florida was unbelievable. He took the exact opposite approach. He fought off the government. He came up with monoclonal antibodies, which also showed tremendous, tremendous benefit to the people as it was saving primarily older people. Here in Florida, we have the second largest old population. 
and our numbers when you fungate them against any are better than all the Democrat states. So oh, by I, a lot. I'm very I saw the benefits. Reporting. I saw the benefits yeah. of having a governor that meant something. How it was the beauty of a republic that fought off the corruption and the incompetence of a federal government. Um, have people in Nevada taken to your campaign? How are you doing? What does it look like for you? Well, let's right now, you know, I'm, there's, there's two people le- leading, you know, number one and number two, separated by maybe a point or two. And it's me and, and the, 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 you know, the current sheriff of Clark County in Las Vegas. But the people overwhelmingly, you know, this is funny. So as we had when we first started the show, you know, we talked about the state GOP. Well, the state GOP originally had it, you know, you know where they had it so that um, this guy was going to get their endorsement picked by the, you know, the, the executive committee. And so when I got in there that day, the state convention, a bunch of the other counties said, hey, Mr. Gilbert, we got your back. You know, we're not letting this go down. And I said, what are you guys talking about? Well, they went in there and they did motions and they brought up these points. And so they got it to where they had to put it to a vote. When they put it to a vote of the people, um, Joe, Lombardo, as I call him, no show Joe, because he won't show up to the debate against me. No show gets 31.5% of the vote. I get 71% of the vote. That's so funny. then they have to actually remove him. Then they put it to a vote of should you be endorsed? And, he, and by the way, he had 40 people that he paid to be there, so it totally skewed the results. So then they put it to a vote, and I get 67.8%. I'm the only candidate, and we have like 16 candidates out here. I'm the only candidate that gets the support of the people put on the endorsement, gets the Nevada GOP endorsement, not of the, not of the executive committee and not of the chairman, but of the people. And so now I am the official NVGOP endorsed candidate, and we are polling one and two with, with this guy. And in all the other counties besides Las Vegas, we're winning not by a little bit, by a lot. So I think, you know, if you look at what's happened, um, he's slowly trending down, and I'm, you know, picking up about a point, point and a half a week. And I absolutely expect to win this primary here on June 15th, June 14th is, is election day, but I hope they're announcing it 15th, 16th, 17th. They've got some some nonsense with these universal mail-in ballots, as you're probably aware of these games. You had a real beauty Pritzker out there did the same nonsense, but this is, you know, it's the game we're in. And so hopefully, you know, we get through this, but I I absolutely plan on winning this primary and then throwing our scumbag governor, the worst political beating of his lifetime. And that's what I love about you because you're used to taking this on. You're used to being the underdog. What was your record when you were a prize fighter? I finished 21 and three with 17 knockouts. I had, you know, the WBO and ABO belt, the WBC, USNBC belt was ranked number three in the world by the WBO and number seven in the world by the WBC. So there's a three-time national champ, four-time All-American, won the Golden Gloves. So for me, it's about, you know, this, what they've done, what they've gotten away with, we can never forget about. And so I, I treat this like this is a fight. This is a fight for the people. It's not my campaign. It's our campaign. I tell people all the time, it's not about me. It's about we the people. And someone's got to get in there and fight for these everyday, you know, men and women and our children that got crushed by these lockdowns, crushed by this distance learning, crushed by this nonsense they're teaching them in schools. And again, I never tell everybody, I'm not just the DeSantis of the West. I was doing early treatment and talking about this stuff as early as April and May 2020. So, you know, I'm like DeSantis 10.0. And all this nonsense is gone on day one. I love it. Where can the people go to support you, Joey? Just go to gilbertforgovernor.com and listen, you know, I think one thing you got to realize, and Sean, you know this, never in America or never in our lives has it been more important who your governor is. And that's why people need to realize the more red states we have, the more red state governors we have, the safer we are as a nation. So please go to gilbertforgovernor.com 
you know, you know, be a part of the fight, get in if you can. Remember, I'm, I'm originally a Chicago boy that, you know, grew up, you know, in, you talk about Melrose Park, that's where my uncle, you know, lived. But we were uh-huh. from River Forest, Oak Park, you know, Berlin, Cicero, that were my stomping grounds. So I'd appreciate any support from your people for sure. Gilbert for governor, and it's spelled out for, or is it the number four? Yeah, yeah, no, Gilbert for governor, F-O-R.com, GilbertforGovernor.com. Joey, I want to thank you not just for coming on the show, but for putting up the fight. I know you didn't have to Absolutely do this, and you're friend. doing it because you're an American. I'm proud of you, and uh, I can't wait to meet. You could punch me in the face for old time's sake. Right on, we'll definitely talk again. Let's stay in touch, brother. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, The Answer. Did you ever get punched in the face by a pro boxer, Squirrelhand? Ooh, I'll tell you what. That'll ruin your afternoon. I hope uh, that's exactly what happens. Did you donate, Squirrel Hands? I donated during the commercial break. Joey Gilbert, don't mess around. We got to support our guys. Cra- uh, Greg, Nevada. Hi, Sean. This is Greg from Nevada, Hi, formerly Greg. from Illinois. I met you a couple of years ago at the Freedom Summit, um, oh, and we talked for a little bit, and uh, you and Dan and Amy. Um, and so I moved out here in Nevada permanently for a couple of reasons, the weather, the politics, <laughs> and also because I want to turn this place red. Um, I met Joey Gilbert at a parade that we were both in together, and, um, you know, he's just, he's just a really solid fighter. I'm really disappointed that Donald Trump uh, endorsed Joey Lombardo before hmm, I don't know, somebody there, maybe one of his handlers didn't get all the statistics, but really I'll tell you, Joey Lombardo is more like Trump than anybody else here. I don't want to go back to Heller. I don't want to do Lombardo. I don't want to do any of the others. Oh, you mean I Joey mean, Gilbert? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. I'm sorry. That's right. Um, no, he, he is, he's really going to be something. And I've, I've met Steve Sisolak too at church. Uh, but he didn't meet me, but I held the door open for him as a good Christian. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, I, I just I just think Joey has the really the real stuff out here in Nevada to really turn this place around. Well, the I went and bought a lunch for for it. I, I support the, the people, the individual people. I did not know about him. He was brought to my attention by a friend of, of his who who is a friend of mine. And um, mm-hmm. uh, it was through looking into him that I saw He's who I'm hoping shows up. These are lawyers, you know, because he's a lawyer. These are lawyers that are steeped in the principle of law. People used to say all the time, oh, it's terrible. There's so many lawyers in Washington. And my answer is not if they're good, because if they're good, they're in love with the law. Our country is the only country on the planet that the law is to protect the citizen, not the government. Unfortunately, that has been flip-flopped for the last 246 Mm -hmm. years. Now it is their spear. We're going to need good lawyers to push that back against that. And it's going to happen from states because as much as they don't want to believe it, we're a federalist system. So those states can fight back to turn over the tyranny that Washington, D.C. has become or fight to, to, to separate. In either way, I'm fine. So that's why when I do this show, I want all the good people that are trapped in the sewers that are beyond hope. Unfortunately, Illinois is one of those. And go to, yeah, go to, and, go to one that can turn around. And I certainly know how you felt after the election of 2020. Um, the thing is, is that people out in Nevada don't have a good connection with the way the territory of Illinois is. 
Um, they don't realize that we're no longer a state in Illinois and that Illinois left a lot of us and we didn't leave Illinois. That's why um, when you start these conversations, you start them the way I do. I am the ex- I am from the mm-hmm. antithesis of Democrat mafia run states. They destroyed arguably one of the best states in the country, destroyed, bankrupt, riddled in failure and corruption. And they can do it to the country. Because after all, they've done it to all the other countries they've touched. This is the ideology of the Marxist, of the Soviet, of the Fourth Reich. And that's the leg up you have. Greg, thank you for the phone call. I truly I do appreciate see that. But I will tell you one thing. Uh-huh. Besides all my friends that I've left behind there, and besides Rich Chicken, I just wish I could have gone to your cigar shop. Oh, that's all right, brother. I can bring it to you. Next time I come up there, <laughs> I'm going vi- to visit Nevada. I'm going to bring you a cigar. It's just like the cigar store. Sounds great. Thank you, Greg. Hey, Sean, take care, and it's great talking to you. You too, my friend. Thank you very much. Uh, Pat, Chicago. Uh, yeah, hi, Sean. I got two quick questions for you, and I'm going to let you go. One, can we see a picture of Squirrel Hand's hands relative to his or her body, please? No. And He's going to live in anonymity until my untimely demise, where he will go on the circuit <laughs> after writing a book of how I improved and changed his life forever. But go ahead. Uh, that sounds fantastic. And then uh, two, can we bring back terms like skullduggery and son of a dog? It's implied whenever I say Democrat, but yes, I will bring it back for you specifically. Thank you, Pat. We are all Get out of here. We've all, <laughs> we've all had enough of the skullduggery by these son of a dogs calling themselves Democrats. John in Genoa. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Listening to you for a long time. Thank you. Uh, I got home and... Anyways, I was going to talk about that pandemic, the pandemic, actually. But in 2020, I go, you know, if Biden wins, God forbid, that pandemic's going to be over because they got what they wanted out of it. But I, I really didn't think they would double down on it and everything else. And then about a month ago, I go, oh, they're going to make this go away now because the midterms are coming. And what a good way to show the people that, hey, we beat COVID. You know what I mean? No, and, they have but, to stay in the emergency scenario, so it's working just the way it wanted. But you have to keep in mind there's another thing that goes on. It's real. Well, the pandemic is real. The virus yeah, is real. Is. Now, the question is, was it created by man? The evidence definitely leans towards it was. And if it was then we have to recognize it was weaponized. And who does it benefit as it's weaponized? And the answer is very simple. And you're living through it in real time. It's world government. Because the idea of what's happened over over the last two and a half years would have even been talked about, bantied about, in this country is something that could have never happened, John. The idea that this country is implementing a truth ministry by the people who have proven themselves to be the pathological liars of the last century called the the Democrat Mafia is outrageous. And it could only have happened and will continue to happen as long as the fear factor and the cult of safety, the citizens, the imbeciles who are turning to their abusers for answers, continue to do the, the same thing that has gotten us here. Where you have, I've got news clips. I don't even want to play them. From, from media after media, show after show, celebrity after celebrity. Talking about how now the greatest threat is free speech. Because they're too stupid or too corrupt to understand why 
the, it's called the First Amendment. The first thing they did. The only reason we're here, the only reason this country is successful, a beacon of freedom and sought after, is because we implemented that as the very First Amendment. Because the very first thing the king did is say, don't you ever talk against my monarchy. I'll chop your heads off. And that's what he did. But now you have ignoramuses that are taught by Marxists, that are taught to be slaves and servants. And inherently, they're fighting against it, which is why you have the depression and the chaos and the suicides. This is working exactly as they want it. This COVID will be around for as long as we are. It worked exactly as it was created to do. Dave in Libertyville. Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, Dave. Hey, you know, I love Gary Rabine, but I don't hear anything about him. I don't get anything in the mail. What's he doing? Is he just hoping or... No, I, 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 he's running a campaign. You know, in fact, we're going to have him on. We're going to have him on soon. It's, you know, you got to remember too, Dave. He doesn't have the forty-five million that these low yeah, life right. gave. Gave you know, I, I get tweets. I get, I mean, not tweets, text messages. You know how much money all that, that? That's what they're doing with the money. They're inundating citizens with lies, with propaganda. Yeah. Gary's not doing that. But the other thing too that you have to remember is he's the threat to the to the system. So it's not like he's getting help by anybody. It's him and his small team. But, however, you have a choice to make as a Republican. This was always my choice. I always rejected that idea. We're going to vote for the electable, the lesser of two evils. That's losing in slow motion. Now, there's nothing wrong with losing as a man. If you gave your best and you stood by your principles and you didn't cheat and you lose, fine. That's a loss. Illinois is never going to have that system again. Because in order to get to the pinnacle, to get the Illinois Republicans behind you, you have to be a gangster. The Illinois Republican Party is a corrupt organization littered with corporatist scum. The idea that the top three people all have strongholds in either video gaming or pot dispensaries or, and, and, and the shenanigans that have destroyed the state shows you why it's beyond saving. Thank you very much, Dave. I appreciate it. So I say stick with Gary Rabine. Vote principles. Don't give in to this nonsense. Because lesser than two evils is still evil. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. A friend of mine just sent me a text message. Well, why can't that happen in Illinois? I'm going to ask you a very simple question. When's the last time you saw an out-of-state license plate in Illinois? What's to come there for? You don't see them. Nevada people are going there, as Dave said, for a variety of different reasons. You have a far better chance of changing a system that was on the, uh, is corrupt but is corrupt from small numbers versus one like Illinois, where everybody except 10% are corrupted by it, even the so-called Republicans. You're never going to change it. How in the world could they let a disgrace like Richard Irvin? I'm dead serious. How could you let him in? A two-bit fraud from Aurora, who already was bought and paid for by Griffin so he could have his, his, his business close to the towers to front-run orders. And that, that's a scandal on WTTW that nobody wants to talk about? Not to mention the pay-to-play scheme with him and his dimwit ex-wife as they steal, once again, millions from developers. And the Republican Party loves it. Why? Because they think he can con Illinoisans. And he's got the richest man in Illinois in his pocket. Or vice versa. That's why. They're in on the scam. So abandon ship. That's my advice to you. Jeff in Rockford. Sean, I'm sorry, I got to change the topic a little bit here. Just a little. Kind of wondering, Sean. You know, we got a lot of hot shots on the right side of the aisle. 
How come none of them guys never get up in front of the, uh, on the floor or whatever like uh, Chuck Schumer does and, and run their mouth like that, only they'd be telling the truth? Are they afraid of falling on their own sword or what, what's Jeff, going on? Jeff, I think you'd be surprised. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a thing. Um, I think you'd be surprised if you really took a look at some C-SPAN. There are some guys putting up major fights. There really are. There th- now, here's the thing. They're few in numbers. But take a look at Forbes' YouTube channel. They run a lot of them. And, you know, they got to gotta point, get in front of the big cameras, though, to, Sean. they got to get in front point, of those big cameras. Well, to your point, they all should be doing it. I mean, you're hearing right. mum is the word as what's in the works right now is to subjugate Americans and America to the World Health Organization. This is what, what is on the table. That's why I wanted to talk about it. How many of them did you even hear talk about the 700 troops that are once again going to be sent to Somalia? You know why? Because they wanted the stock market to go up. Because that's what's good for the corruption. At this point, it's good to have all these conflicts. It's good to have NATO growing. In the fact, why? Because now they have to, those NATO members, they agree to support the U.S. dollar as a world currency. And they allow the Ponzi scheme of this monetized debt to continue. And this is all part of the clan. I understand this is not like normal radio shows. I get it. Not a lot of guys are going to tie all these things together. But you're asking me why, why, why? And the answer is simple. They're in on it. And they want to be in on it. How many aren't, Jeff? How many guys are like you? 10% of us. Very That's all. Few, but, but there That's are all. a few. And they need to get out there and they need to crow. They need, well, you they, just heard you one. Know, you just heard one in Joey Gilbert. You see one in Gary wow. Rabine. You see him around. You're going to have to be selective, brother. Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson, if he wins his election, he better get up there and really start crowing. Cause this Ron is Johnson has that, been, that he, and I highly recommend you take a look at what he's done for you and me and for every American well, I know. trying to expose I Big know. Pharma. Thank you, Jeff. I have to go to uh, David in Lansing because, you know, he's the worst joke teller in the world. Hi, David. Uh, hey, Sean. Um, voting in uh, Cook County is very treacherous. It could get you arrested. Um, so in 2000, uh, I, I voted for the first time and uh, was going towards the ballot box, and a man in a purple suit said, uh, you're not allowed there, young man. Uh, let me have your ballot. And he took my ballot and disappeared in the crowd. So I don't even know if my vote made it to Bush. Um, you know. Uh, so anyway, uh, ever since then, I carry a camera. Uh-huh. So there was two times where I go in there, and I'm taking pictures of my ballot. I took a picture of the ballot machine it said no vote on it and um and the time was an hour off so i'm taking pictures of things like that you know and um you know i, I almost got arrested twice so, so here's the here's the no question law. i have for you what are you going to do with the pictures do you ever give it any thought what are you going to do say here's my pictures where's my ballot you can't audit the system as it sits david and in there lies the problem if you have a system of voting that cannot be audited you have a system of corruption how are you supposed to see if it is justified, if the outcome is justified? This is common sense. How could it be in the year 2022? The vast majority of politicians are fighting against the American people so we can never audit the vote because they love the corruption. It is an organized crime family. It is a syndicate. It is a gangster government. Sit down and take a look at the policies and the tyranny and the force you now think is normal. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. 
With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Inflation is the enemy of the people, but a friend to the government. I know that's a hard concept to understand, but not really when you think about the ramifications of inflation. This is exactly the goal. It's the only explanation for a government that perpetrated this on the people intentionally. Joel Griffith, friend of the show, is a uh, research fellow and has been for quite a while. Um, I wanted to bring him on to discuss. He apparently says there's a solution that the Congress can do, and I thought for sure he was going to mention resign. Um, but I, I, I read a lot of his stuff when he was a uh, on the board for the Wall Street Journal. You've seen him on Fox News. His writings have appeared in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes Online, Investor Business Daily, among other. Joel, is resign your first solution that Congress can do? Hell, thanks for having me today. Well, I, I don't think that we're going to see a few hundred of these Congress people resign. Um, <laughs> you know, that might be for the best of the country. But yeah. what Congress could do, but what we won't do, uh, would be, so I would say, three primary things. And uh, first, to get the spending under control. And we've spent $6 trillion additional dollars over the past year, supposedly to counter COVID. And nearly every dollar of that has been printed by our Federal Reserve to finance the spending. And Anytime you inject trillions of dollars, even billions of new dollars into the economy, you end up with more dollars chasing goods and services. That hikes up prices, which all of us are dealing with. But second of all, Congress needs to get the Federal Reserve under control. They're working hand-in-hand. Hand. The Fed is financing all this spending, and they're going above and beyond that and pumping up asset bubbles. It's why you saw a big part of the year, you saw the stock market fuller, and then the Fed puts the foot off the pedal and the stock market comes down. You've seen the Federal Reserve purchase trillions of dollars with the mortgages, which has driven the cost of housing. It's out of control, and Congress needs to rein the Federal Reserve in. And lastly, Congress needs to um, uh, <laughs> undo a lot of what Biden is doing on energy. Biden is locking up millions of acres of federal land and killing pipelines, and American families now are seeing all-time record-high gas prices. And the Biden administration is trying to ensure that we're going to have this limited supply even into the next presidential administration because they're stopping oil companies from actually developing our own natural resources. Congress could actually push back and tell Biden, well, you, you can't have your way on this. We're going to maintain our energy independence. That's what Congress should do. Joel, as you lay out the solutions, there's only one explanation for what the American people are living through because history didn't start yesterday. Everybody has known since the Weimar Republic, since a multitude of financial calamities around the world, Greece in particular, which was celebrated, ironically, by Nancy Pelosi today. Everyone knows that this is how we got here, and this is the ingredients, the recipe, the schematics, if you will, for the destruction of a nation. And it was done intentionally. So to believe that they, uh, this is a victim of happenstance, and, oh, they just had to do this, I pose to you that this is right on schedule for the collectivists lurking in our government, lurking in our country, who didn't like the idea that we were arrogant Americans with individual unalienable rights. They wanted to overthrow the American empire, if you will. And this is working exactly as it was intended by those saboteurs that specifically and directly imploded a system built on capitalism, freedom, liberty, and Americanism. What do you think of that? What? 
Well, well look, we, we started going in the wrong direction two years ago before President Biden was even president. And I'm talking about the economic shutdown that were supported, sadly, by many Republicans as well. We did shutdowns that reduced supply, and then Congress tried to make it appear as if none of us would have any damage. And that's why they slaughtered their checking account money. They gave businesses money not to operate. They paid people not to work. And I think we need to recognize these shutdowns were wrong. They were immoral. They were unnecessary from day one. And Congress made it worse by actually approving all the spending. Um, and, and no one, or really people, I should say, have admitted that. And whether or not this has been intentional in, in, in messing up our economy and putting us backwards, you are exactly right. They are using this and have been using this as an opportunity to expand a left-wing agenda. And it's why you see President Biden trying to push through his own version of a Green New Deal. It's why you've seen leftists in Congress dramatically expand our welfare state and move us closer and closer to a universal basic income, and it's why you see folks at the World Health Organization and at these other international organizations that have tried to move the ball forward on taking away our national economic sovereignty. And uh, this is dangerous. They are trying to use every bit of the turmoil we're seeing to the, their advantage to really embark upon a socialist agenda. They're not even hiding it at this point. So now let's talk about why they would do this, right? Because I get this question all the time. Why? Why would they do this? And it's the old gangsterism. Cut me in or cut it out. Because what they like, totalitarians, collectivists in general, is a society that is split into two categories. Those in on the scam, those too helpless and stupid to do anything about it. And this is why my theory is that this is intentional. Because ultimately, it was brilliant to sabotage American independence and entrepreneurship by shutting everything down and then corrupting them through a variety of different phony altruistic loans, grants, payoffs, to not only keep people quiet but keep them complacent, but then cut them in on it. So now the answer is, in the first time in American history, more businesses, more independent businesses, small business people, are now in on this fraud and need, as things get worse, their abuser, to give them more favoritism. So haven't we been outflanked intellectually on the seizure of American liberty and freedom? Well, look, there is something in this for almost everybody. And this was something supported not just by those on the left. We Remember, it was Republicans in Congress that joined in on, on many of these programs. Think about the stimulus checks that were sent out, yeah. the child payments that were sent out, businesses that were immorally forced to shut their doors that received the checks. Um, and think about the $6 trillion, It's hard to get our minds around that. That's almost $100,000 per family of four that was just printed, manufactured out of thin air that we're now paying for. And they did lure a lot of people into government dependency. And look, we've got a situation which the government has criminalized your businesses from operating, criminalized your religious institutions from opening, criminalized your school from opening uh, up its doors. You, you understand why people wanted these financial resources. And I really hope we've learned a lesson that, Next time we have any type of government trying to tell us we can't go about our lives, I hope that the entire nation mirrors what Florida did and say, no, we're not going along with this. And I was thankful, too, in places like California, a lot of county sheriffs said we're not going to enforce these immoral shutdown laws. That is really the seed of everything that has gone wrong, those shutdowns. And then that transpired into all the spending and all the printing, things that we are now paying for and will pay for for years to come.
Joel, you do a lot of research. I mean, that's primarily what you do. You analyze everything. I've never seen a, a loan that was given without disclosure of the repayment system with just small paragraphs without any consequences. Is this not a case of making it up as you go along in an appearance to be altruistic, but really what you've done is you now can weaponize those loans? I mean, do people even know that they are supposed to be paying taxes on those loans or that they're taxable? Are they taxable? Um, uh, the businesses, I have a friend of mine who didn't take the loan, kept his business open in the face in spite of, and now is having all kinds of problems with the IRS and other organizations that are run by the mafia. Uh, does, does the vast majority of people who took the PPP know the terms of those loans? I think a lot of this was rushed through. This was done in a very haphazard format. And, you know, I'll say some of these people that approved it, they did this with possibly the best of intentions. But if you look at the way that these proposals, these funding proposals were rushed through, look at the power that was given to the Federal Reserve in these very vague congressional authorizations for the Fed to just create all of these new lending programs. And exactly right, a lot of businesses, they weren't even sure at the time that then they were receiving these loans, whether or not they were going to have to repay um, these loans or grants, if you will, from the federal government. It was all done in a very haphazard manner, and it should never have happened. It should never have happened. Um, and Congress really, really abdicated on its responsibility to actually understand the legislation that it was passing. When I look at Congress, and you see the, the most senior con congressional official in charge of finance is, as I call her, Aunt Esther, Maxine Waters, unfazed by the corruption of the first bailout when her husband was a recipient, among the first recipients of the bailout, because his bank had some loans that needed to be bailed out. And you see that the general public is ignorant to it, but wh who, who are really ignorant are these people who buy these appointments from their political party, from the RNC and the DNC is how they get on these financial committees. Does it make sense why no one has talked about separating the national debt as to the time and circumstances of money and then maybe saving the American people as you could freeze payments, interest payments, that we don't even know who the hell gets them? <laughs> well, I, I mean, there's so much there. Um, obviously, we can't freeze the interest payments on the national debt that has been accumulated. That will create a financial crisis the likes of it's never been seen. But we do see them freezing payments on the hundreds and hundreds of billions of student loans that are out there. And so, very few people are connecting the dots with that as well. That is also driving us nationally further into the hole and just padding the pockets of, honestly, a lot of uh, higher um, um, education centers and tenured professors. Um, so we're, we're in a world of hurt, and that's because politicians know that they can likely still get away with borrowing and printing and dispersing the goodies, and they're hoping people won't connect with thoughts. It's why uh, the president continues to blame the price hikes on Putin, on corporations, on greed, on the pandemic. He must still think that there are people that are buying into these lies. And there are, and you see it growing as we have now nations that join NATO, which really, in essence, is a, is a shield, a, 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 a veiled virtue of what it really means, which is that they're going to support the corruption in the dollar, in the Ponzi scheme. See, I want to expose it, and I want to change it. And I do believe, and I, I want to explore this with you, because you know, it's rare I get to talk to a lot of smart guys. Why would freezing debt, national debt, 
to the time period it was taken. In other words, when they printed up arguably the last $12 trillion of our national debt, when they printed it up, interest rates in this country were zero. Why should the people be exposed to an arm, a loan that I would never take as a real estate investor? Never. I would never take an arm. And I understand there's some benefits and yada, yada, yada. But it's not smart because you're exposing yourself to risk that you're guessing you can handle. But yet, isn't this, in essence, our system in the corrupt Federal Reserve? You've exposed the entire country, and for that matter, the world as the world currency, to a fluctuation in interest rates so much so, so corrupted. You have the poorest people in the country chanting because they think it's going to help them to massively increase their costs on borrowing from credit cards to every other loan, but more importantly, the national debt itself. I've never understood, and I'm that serious. Bonds are bought. You know the terms of the bond when you buy them as an investor, even uh, uh, industrial investors. And I'm using the word industrial improperly, but you understand what I mean. Retail investors. They know what the interest is. Their, Their profit is frozen. Why is the liability for the people never frozen? Well, you know, I think these are very important questions. A few things here. You know, when the, when the government takes on debt, when somebody actually lends the federal government those dollars, um, that's made with the assurance, the full faith and credit of the United States to repay that debt. And of course, by full faith and credit of the United States, we're talking about the public because we produce the wealth that actually pays the taxes, that pays for everything that we love about our government, everything we don't like about our government, and that pays the interest on the federal debt. Um, and so, and that's, that's the rub. The that's where the, the state, but that's where the scam is, though. That's the rub because well, the interest, the interest, the profiteers of that interest, produce nothing, create nothing, did not have the money to lend. They created it, and yet they're middling, they're arbitraging interest, and the people are held harmless to the terms. You've only got to corrupt five hundred and thirty-five politicians, who, by definition of being well, a politician, are already corrupted. I don't like well, the scam. A lot of the private investors actually in that government debt have now taken a big hit because if you look at how interest rates have spiked, when you have interest rates spike, it actually diminishes the value of the bond itself. You've seen the bond market, the price of those bonds plunge at the steepest levels in decades. A lot of bond investors have been very hurt here. Now, Only the honest ones. Reserve, <laughs> right? I mean, only the well, honest investor it, was hurt. Well, however they got the resources, the people that bought bonds a year or two years ago, they have actually taken a very big hit because of the gross mismanagement on, on the part of our politicians. Now, where it gets really strange here is when you have our central bank printing up money out of thin air exactly. to buy up that debt. And that's where politicians are able to really hide the cost of all this spending from us because think about this. The Federal Reserve buys up these bonds. They give the money to the government, the government spends it. Well, we, the taxpayers, we still have to pay interest on that debt. It goes to the Fed, and the Fed transmits those resources back to Congress, and Congress is able to somehow count the inflow from the interest on the bonds <laughs> that the Fed bought as a revenue source. But it's not real. I mean, think about this. It's, it's, it's as if they're extracting um, economic productivity from us but we don't realize it because it's not labeled a tax. And that's where that inflationary component comes in. And it's, it's really, it, it's hard it's to get our mind around, but I think it's very important. It's very important. It's diabolical. And, Joel, did you ever see the movie Guys and Dolls? Uh, no, I haven't. Should I put that on my oh, list? Oh, Joel, I want you to watch it for one scene and one scene only. 
There's a big fat guy in it named Big Jilly. He's from Cicero, Illinois. And Big Jilly wants to roll dice. And when they show the dice, he says, the dice have no dots on it. And Big Jilly says, that's okay. I remember where they were. And in that one sentence, he described the Federal Reserve System. And I want you to just take a look at it for me. And then you get me 2,000 ballot harvesting, ballot stuffing mules. We stuff the ballot. We put my name on it. I put you in charge of the Federal Reserve, and we straighten things out. What do you say? I would love to be in charge of the Federal Reserve. And tell you what, by next time we talk, I'll have watched that, and we can discuss. Wonderful. Joel Griffith, you know how much I appreciate you and the Heritage Foundation. Thank you so much for making time. Thanks for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, The Answer. The release of Dinesh D'Souza's documentary, 2000 Mules, has been seen over a million times since shockwaves through the political landscape. You now have a chance to meet Dinesh D'Souza in person at the Will County Republican Central Committee's Freedom Day dinner on Friday, June 3rd at the Renaissance Center in Joliet. Both general admission and VIP tickets are available, but they're not going to last. So go to freedomdaydinner.com. That's freedomdaydinner.com to meet Dinesh D'Souza and discuss how illegitimate this diaper-wearing dimwit is. Ken in Geneva, couldn't wait to talk to you. How are you, Ken? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. The Federal Reserve, when they print as much money as they have, they do something. And I don't know if you covered this in the last couple minutes because I, when I just tuned in here, but um, they depreciate the dollar. And what that does is it makes everything else require more dollars in order to purchase. So, for example, if I own a Bitcoin and now they've depreciated the dollar because they've created trillions of printed paper money that's fiat and has nothing backing it up, and I sell my Bitcoin, I get more dollars because each dollar is worth less. But what they've done is they created a Ponzi scheme that now taxes me on that. It's not that my Bitcoin changed in values, that the dollar went down in value. And I view this as a complete fraud and a Ponzi scheme. And I'm you're just, just a teacher of finance in a university. What do you know? But the reality is this, Ken, I'm kidding you. The reality is this is the system that the people have gotten used to. And they still think that their government, who views their your, your paying taxes as their revenue, I don't care how old you are. The minute you, wait a minute, I send you there to represent me. But your goal has shifted from protecting me to raising your version of revenue. And the only way you can do that is through taxing me directly or indirectly, which is the explanation of every failure they have. And how long, Ken? It's the year 2022. Federal Reserve has been in well, existence for 110, 109 years. How much longer do I have to put up it? with these idiots called Americans till they wake up and see the scam? Do you, do you think that there's a possibility that some of the talk that it's being rolled into the Treasury and that a new system's coming out, do you think there's any hope for that? No. Why would you give up the greatest winner, the greatest money producer, in the history of the idea of currency called the American Federal Reserve, which is not only not a, quasi, not a government entity, but we don't really know who's getting the profit from it. And yet, Do you think they're going to do endless. an audit of the Fed like some of them are talking about? I don't know. I remember when Trump said that, and then I remember when he stopped saying that, when he hired that Wayne Newton lookalike married to that $3 stripper called Steve Mnuchin. Yeah. You notice how they stopped talking about it, right? And then you see Wayne Newton, you see him there with his with his with, his, with the call girl wife, and he, they're holding up the big stacks of money. And who's the one that shut us down? 
and pumped out this. And he was a now, former Goldman Sachs guy, too, wasn't he? And the largest money bundler on Wall Street for Barack Obama. And the reason oh, that Trump bought that scam. Now, this is where I, I detach from the Trump cultists. He should have caught that. He should have known better. I don't. I, I, I think, I'd like to think he wasn't in on it. But I'm going to tell like you what. That, it's why you don't fall in love with men and you love principles. Because I don't give a rip who the president is, the next one. You better stop this obvious scam. Or you're just going to do what the, they've been doing for years, which is make guys who talk about it disappear. Thank you very much, Ken. That's the other side of the coin. Why do you think they're moving to expand countries that want to get cut in on the scam and go to war with those that speak against it? Why? It's very simple. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hey, Sean. Uh, getting back to COVID, um, I believe, uh, as I've You and the government the wanted me to change that subject. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I believe COVID was a lab-created disease that was purposely created to make people sick, let them die, and control the population. I mean, China's all about controlling the population, right? And, yes, I do believe Fauci was in on it, as well as many of our politicians, both Democrat and Republican. So well, all you have to do is look night. at the emails. All you have to do is look at the system. All you have to do is yeah. see how many politicians are bribed by Pfizer, campaign contributed, as they like to call it, and then realize yeah. why nobody, I don't know, have you heard anybody else talk about the fact that Pfizer opened up a research and development lab in Wuhan in 2009? Why in the hell would our big pharma Pfizer open up a research lab in Wuhan? It's not, and it's not the go. Wuhan lab. They've got another one. And you don't think, how did Pfizer benefit? Oh, I just saw that they approved the experimental vaccine with no disclosures as to side effects. Exactly. For kids, for kids now. Now we're going to, let's yeah. do it to the six-month-old babies. You have to be a real moron to not spot the scam. Thank you very much, Teresa. I spot the scam. That's what we do here that's a little different. Because you know why? This show is not brought to you by Pfizer. It's brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making And I know Raytheon is running advertisements for employment, but I don't like those evil evil son of dog skullduggerous bastards either. 312-642-5600. AM 560. The answer. Boy, this could be played for every bureaucracy head of the Biden administration. My favorite is the admiral in the skirt that's really a fella. Not as unattractive. She's equally as unattractive as the vast majority of the women that make up the Biden administration. Such women who are so prophetic at lying, they uh, have jobs specifically designed as such. Turns out Newsweek dropped a story this morning. Almost half of President Joe Biden's 22.2 million followers are fake. Fake. This president is so unpopular, he has to fake virtually everything. Ta-da! That's exactly right. Which is why... It's time for the midterms. Midterms are about bribing citizens to vote Democrat and, and really getting out the people that will support this kind of buffoon.
I'm wondering if the administration has assessed whether or not uh, even relief for $10,000, kind of impact that could have on inflation. Um, so um, let me start with your first question. Uh, we have no. This is KJP, also known as the liar. Policy to announce yet, uh, but but as a reminder, no one has been required to pay a single dime of loans since the president uh, took office. You know, I will note that the administration uh, actions have already provided more than. $18.5 billion in targeted debt relief to more than 750,000 borrowers. Not a single dime did they have to pay on the loan. And they have the audacity to want more for nothing. That's how you know the Democrat Party has some voters, has some supporters. Henry. Hey, Sean. What's up, butter? Not much. How are you? All right. Uh, I heard a caller earlier talking about that the virus is man-made. Oh, it totally was. And I'm pretty sure China unleashed it on the world to get rid of Trump along with the Democrats. It, it's just, and it, it spiraled out of control and it turned into this huge thing that, you know, it, it backfired on them where now it's caused massive inflation because all they did was print money to give people. Yeah, and this is, no this one is the goal. Here's the other thing, you know, to support your claims. I mean, if you just want to think a little bit for just a minute, uh, the government itself said we are getting seeds that are being sent to farmers from China not to plant them. You remember that? Yeah, the yeah. People, baby, were, I totally remember that. The baby formula shortage that we're experiencing now goes back. They want to blame Abbott Labs, but it was Abbott Labs that was using ingredients that they were buying from China. China right. is not our friend. China oh, likes, they never were. <laughs> China likes when the American citizens and the American country suffers, which is why they bribed the Biden crime family over $30 million that we can trace. Can you imagine what we can't trace? Yeah, and Thank then, you. And then they're giving $60 million to Ukraine. They have nobody to even monitor where the money's going. You don't think that these guys in Ukraine are going to be laced in their pockets with oh, $60 million? Oh, Henry, I know it was a slip, and I only wish it was $60 million. It's $60 billion with a B. Oh, $60 billion, yeah. $60,000 million. You someone there ain't going to be stuffed in their pockets with some of that money? Well, and we know who he is. He's a big fat slob named Ihor Kolomoisky, who really traces back to exactly everything in the Biden crime family. Thank you, Henry. I love it when people know a lot of things. Kira Elgin. Hey there, Sean. You are the lighthouse in the darkness. So thank you because I've been now called I a lot of things, kid. I've been called a lot of things. Never lighthouse. I'll take it. But you, you are my lighthouse. Thank you, but thank you. I am definitely looking at uh, Gilbert for governor. So thank you. I am going to tell all my friends and family to donate to his cause because we need to turn Nevada definitely back to red. And the hydroxychloroquine, is that did I say it right? Has been in my cabinet for the last, yes, for the last few months. I even offered it to friends whose parent was dying in a hospital, but they, they let the parent die. And the doctors out there, there's a renowned doctor. I'm going to just call him A.H. He's an oncologist. He even made fun on my Facebook saying, why am I taking the Joe Rogan horse tranquilizer? And I said on my Facebook, because I'd rather not be on a ventilator or have morphine. And yet doctors are still delivering. Doctors are human beings. Doctors are human beings. They're just like firemen, policemen. Lawyers, construction workers, it's about a third, a third, a third. A third are good people. 
a third are average people, and a third are downright rat bastards. It just seems that that later third always seems to be the ones that are in on the political corruption. That's why when a doctor wants to talk against something that's been around for a half a century and has received awards, notably the Nobel Peace Prize, and they want to talk like, like it's horse medication and the rest of it, they're the scum in the medical profession. Scum. And here's another thing. I'm going to go the old-fashioned way. I wouldn't go to one of these rats if my life depended on it. What do you think of that? Thank you, Sean. Thank you very much, Kira. We all die. Nobody gets out alive. You know, it's funny. Many of you said how great, and it was great, how sorry you were. My father, 81 years old, died waiting for me on Easter and all the rest of it. He was told he was going to die in the 80s that he had bone cancer. Did you know that, squirrel? And you know what that stubborn son of a gun did? Packed up his car and moved to Florida. That's it. Never went to the doctor again. He lasted all these years. Had they had his hands on him, you'd have been telling me sorry about 35 years ago, in my opinion. Kip, Stillman Valley. Hey, you know what? Uh, I, I love everything that you say, man. But uh, listen, I don't know what what's going on with the Durham thing and the Sussman thing today. Can they not use evidence? I but but other than that, man, it, it, it's just crazy. You know, Kip, you got... I would don't be surprised by what's going on. Thank you, by the way. You know how I appreciate you calling and listening. Don't be surprised if this goes nowhere. Does anybody remember Whitewater? This Duchess of Chaffington should have been thrown in a cell 40 years ago. Anybody want to explain me Arkansas? Anybody want to explain Arkansas and the crime family of the Clintons? You think now you're going to get them? They're 80 years old. They got away with it. It's like Mike Madigan. When is his trial? Oh, it's the day after Ed Burks. This is a syndicate. Don't wait for a white horse to ride in. The Lone Ranger was an old TV show that's not on anymore. I'll be back after this. AM560, the answer. I cannot believe how fast this show goes. Damn it. I love the Twitter scandal. I absolutely love it. I'm going to give you $54 a share after we do a little disclosure. Oh, really? What's that? I want to find out how your company does. It turns out this company is exactly what it appeared to be, a fascistic front, an absolute fraud scam. How many bots do you have? Oh, under 5%. Now we're over 20. Half, half of the president's followers are fake. You know why? They've been promoting this government collectivism because they're in on the scam. Project Veritas dropped a very interesting clip from a Twitter executive. Twitter does not work. What do you mean? He's a capitalist. We weren't really operating with capitalism. I can barely understand him. He sounds like the head of the uh, WHO's son. What he's saying is they're not capitalists. We're all like communists. Communist says Durban. We're all communists as Durbin. That's what Twitter is. I'm going to tell you what, he's going to plummet the stock price, then walk away from the deal. It's going to be beautiful and expose to the world what a scam front group for the Democrat Marxist mafia they are. John and New Lennox. Hey, Sean, I was just questioning uh, or asking you, what do you think about the protesters at the Supreme Court Justice's house? I think Democrats it's nice that these fat, anything. ugly women can get out and exercise once in a while. Um, I also think well, the Dems aren't doing the, the Dems aren't doing anything about it. Are they hoping for an extreme radical Dem to 
to sure. possibly take out a justice, and then they get to appoint one in the next Absolutely. six months? And then you'll see them with their crocodile tears, John. But realize who we're talking about. We're talking about people so evil that they're advocating for killing their own kid. People like this, John, and you gave me a nice segue into the example of the kind of person that would kill their own kid. Do you believe in abortion after birth? Would you, would you support that? I believe in whatever the woman wants to choose to do, that's her choice. At any point of the child's life? At any point of the lady's life, that's her choice. Listen to this. To You're going to reason with this person? kill another person's body. It's going to always be her choice. Even after the baby's born? It's always her choice. So if they're two years old? It's always her choice. I can kill my two-year-old. It's a woman's right to choose. To kill their child at any it's point. A woman's right to choose. Now, of course, she's your typical moron, your typical Democrat voter. But she's at least honest. She recognizes. What's the difference if the kid's two or 20 or two months old? Eh, the mother gets to kill it. That's what we're really fighting here, this kind of intellect, this kind of person. That's why it's not, what are you going gonna to talk about the nuances of Keynesian economics with this piece of dung? I don't think it's going to work too much. Just recognize, she's a Democrat. They will lie, cheat, and steal to protect their ability to kill. So you think they're going to really care about people? They don't give a rip about anybody. They care about staying in power. They're the scourge, the scourge that have brought down countries since the dawn of man. They are the fascists, the Marxists, the communists in this country formerly known as Democrats. Is that music I hear in my ear, Squirrel? You mean to tell me this show's over already? Damn it! I'll be back in 21 hours. Let's punch these Marxist bastards in the face every minute of my show, which I will do tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.